This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to a new episode of Buckets. Since the last one, the Lakers have been eliminated from playoff contention, lost three starters, two for the season and one for maybe his career, and probably their coach. Experts are debating on TV whether LeBron, now in a minutes restriction on a tanking team for the first time in his career, should be traded and if the Lakers, under current ownership, will ever be successful as a franchise ever again. And it's only been three weeks. So what happened and why? For many Laker fans and haters, the biggest slice of their blame pie is Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka. The men in charge of building this team traded a now all-star in D'Angelo Russell to create max cap space. And instead of landing another superstar, they just shoved Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, Ray John Rondo, and JaVale McGee into a Paul George-shaped hole. Experts and morons alike scream from the top of their Twitter accounts, why would you surround LeBron with that crazy band of misfits on one-year contracts? He needs shooters! And what about Luke Walton? Commenters inquire, fire his ass. His substitution pattern leaves full stretches of time without any ball handling or scoring on the court. I could have coached the Warriors to a 39-4 record, and I'm a dumbass. Lakers need a good coach, like, uh... I don't know, I'm just scrolling through this most assists in NBA history list. Jason Kidd or, or Mark Jackson. How about Magic Jo... <clears throat> Never mind. Some even blame LeBron himself. Yes, the GOAT. He saves his energy on defense, got too cocky during the trade deadline, and no stars want to play with him. He only came to L.A. to make TV shows. And it's hard to play basketball when your mind is wondering whether the color correction notes you sent on episode four of The Shop were addressed on the last cut. Maybe you opened the wrong wire drive link. Oh shit, here comes number three. What's his name again? To me, the biggest reason, or reasons rather, are the injuries. Early this season, the Lakers prided themselves on their depth and their energy. They are 15-8 when Lonzo, LeBron, and Ingram play. LeBron went down for the longest stretch of his career, and as he got close to coming back, Lonzo rolled his big baller ankle, and two months later, he still can't jog. If the Lakers stayed healthy, are we still talking about signing Rondo over Randall? If we're 36-30 and 30 right now instead of the other way around, did you still tell me so? This isn't to say that Magic and Rob aren't to blame for any of this, or that Luke couldn't have done a better job, though, as a third-year coach, the Lakers are on pace for their third consecutive improving season. I'm just saying, if that trio stays healthy next year, and the Lakers get one more great free agent and surround them with a Kyle Korver-type contract, we can keep Luke, Magic, Rob, and make a run in the Western Conference that may not have the Super Warriors next year. Then we can all go back to hating the New England Patriots together. My guest today is so smart, he doesn't even have an Instagram account. Please welcome to the show a fan of two Laker-hating organizations, the Clippers and the Celtics, Hayes Davenport. You getting bucket buckets? Wow! Why are you always hating? I'm so sorry that you made me watch that. It was so sad. That was four and a half hours of recording until I nailed it. <laughs> I trimmed it down to the three and a half Just minutes like, people oh, heard. Yeah, a lot of trailing off and like <laughs> having to like a lot of sighing. Yeah, a lot of like, can you actually? Can I just take a minute right I, here? Yeah, you made me just kind of walk out and then <laughs> walk back in. You said several times, are you still done interrupting what? my flow? <laughs> what an unbelievable bummer. It has been a bummer. Your contention is that they have done everything right. No. It's just <laughs> bad luck. I think bad luck, aka and injuries, which, you know, you can... Ooh, okay, that's like, that's all right. We're going to power through those power drill noise from now it's on. It's a yeah, bottom up renovation um, next door like the Lakers. Oh, very good. It's a rebuilding decade and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I, you could argue that injuries are, you know, more likely to happen with older players. You surround LeBron with older players. Injuries, uh, you know, are part of the game. Yes, which, by the way, has been, if, if like, there's any signature to LeBron's career, yeah. it's surrounding himself with people that he remembers being good when he played <laughs> against them 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, I remember all those great battles in the playoffs I had with uh, Rajon Rondo. The problem is he doesn't ever decline, so he just assumes other yes, humans that's, don't. Uh, it's absolutely what... <laughs> He's what, only 38. Yeah. I'm 36, and I'm still <laughs> jacked as fuck. <laughs> and then he plays a few good games, and he's like, see, I told you Rondo was good. Um, and he also, he sees their on-court passion in guys like Lance Stevenson because he doesn't have to hang out with them <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> because he's never there. Yes. But it's the interesting thing is it's the young players who are getting hurt. Everyone's worried That's about true. The Anthony Davis rumors affecting the young players. It's the young players who are playing great. It's the young players who are staying, uh, or the old players who are staying healthy. So everything seems to be a little bit jumbled up. And because of that, it exacerbated everybody's concerns about, let's say, signing Rondo over Randall and about letting Brooke Lopez go so we can signing get Michael Rondo Beasley. over Randall. Their concerns. Oh yes, because, like, you know, you got to surround LeBron with shooting, which is what everyone was saying. Yeah. But are these people still saying, I told you so, if the Lakers are 40 and 28 right now? Yeah, I mean, I think their luck has canceled out. Their their second best player was a number 27 pick last year. You think Kuzma's better than Ingram then? I, I mean, yeah, I think this season he has, but he's a better shooter. Well, no, I mean, Ingram, from what I've seen of like the last like 20 games before he got hurt, started to look really great. He looked great. And I that was he... a bummer, but I think by the time, you know, but now that he's out for the season, the, the yeah. season was dead already. Yeah. So, like, You say it's a bummer, but he has potentially a life-threatening disease, and he might, there's a case where he will never play basketball. These are again. Laker fans right now. It's yeah. really, it's really funny. <laughs> I, I talked to, I talked to this guy I know who loves the Lakers, and I was like, God, it's crazy. He's got, like, blood clots and stuff. <laughs> Sounds awful. And the guy was like, oh, he doesn't want to play. What? He doesn't want to play? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just... Are so they hate everyone. So like it is actually rooting for laundry because they they love the Lakers, but they hate everyone on the team. <laughs> I'm the right opposite. Now. Their I favorite Laker right now is Julius Randle. <laughs> Their favorite player is Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm starting to love and like feel compassion. Like I see Ingram averaging 27 points since the All Star break. Yeah. I'm like this guy, this kid is 21 years old. He's like, my Twitter feed is filled with fuck Ingram. I can't imagine what his looks oh, like. God. And he's just like blocking out all the noise and playing even better than he was earlier this year. Yeah. Which is so impressive for such a young player who's like starting to come to his own. Now he has this like blood clot issue where it's like if it's a repeat thing, he might have to retire from basketball like Chris Bosch did. Yeah, it sounds bad. <laughs> but I guess it's like a wide range of how bad it could be. And you know what? Like they get this. They're really susceptible to this stuff. So I'm like a like a very serious hypochondriac, and so oh, like anytime my leg hurts a little bit, I'm like, oh, this is a DVT. Here it That's goes. That's right. Off it goes into my brain. <laughs> And here comes the stroke. <laughs> You're flying over Denver. But yeah, that's the thing. They fly on these planes all the time. Although it wasn't sitting's, a leg one. Uh, you know, sitting's a disease. I hate how much I know about fucking blood clots now because I'm a Laker fan. Yeah. Like, all right. So like, but his was in his shoulder. It wasn't in his leg. So it wasn't from sitting. Shoulders Maybe it was from repeating right motion. Right next to your heart, heart and, and brain. Your brain. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad sign. And now he has to take blood thinners and he can't play basketball. It's just... Jesus Christ, things got from basketball sad to real sad very quickly. Yeah. And now we're trotting out LeBron, Mo Wagner, fucking Alex Caruso, Andre Ingram, a real poo-poo platter of people. He who had are a trying. good in his first start the other night, Mo had a 
It was pretty, great. Pretty good game. It was great. But how did we go from LeBron saying, brothers, if you're falling down, we'll pick you up. Don't stand up in game one to like LeBron actively rooting against a teammate for not throwing him a lob on an alley-oop and like, don't fucking dap me up, Mo. I don't know you, dude. On a minutes restriction and like <laughs> inconsequential games so before here's a, being mathematically eliminated. Here's a question for you. Why are people loving this? Because more so than the last four years of Lakers being sorry, is it the LeBron hate multiplied with the Lakers hate and now it's just like, yes. Everyone's so fucking amped about this. It's t- I mean, I guess, yeah, for some people they don't need an excuse to hate anything LeBron is associated with. I have always, I mean, I think that's a pretty good litmus test for like whether or not you are like a secret racist. If you like, if you still hate LeBron at yeah. this point, it's like a, a lot of baby boomers, I think, still have this weird animosity towards him that for some reason Jordan never got, God. even though Jordan, we know, we now know. Was like a psychopath. Who yeah, was like, he was would a have, mean. Would have been a serial killer if not for finding <laughs> this outlet. <laughs> he was a mean asshole. Absolutely, a killer on the court, and who, who could and could be very charming when the situation called for it, like Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> who was also from Chicago, was yes, he not? Yes. Um, but yeah, for I, maybe it was before Twitter, before Instagram. Maybe he didn't take himself as seriously. Maybe he didn't produce as many TV shows. People like get rubbed the wrong way. They hate way. the TV show thing. They the executive producer. They hate his thing. potty mouth. Yeah, the fact that he never left Chicago. He stuck around. Right. Uh, so I understand like saying LeBron is the second best basketball player of all time instead of the first, but that's much different than actively rooting against him, wanting to right. see him fail. Which I did, by the way, when the first year in Miami, when Dallas won that championship, I was so happy. I was like loving it because. You just don't want the league to be ruined. It felt like a potentially league-ruining event yes. when they all teamed up in Miami. The same reason everyone hates the Warriors now, and rightfully so. But this is different. This, this is, is not totally le- different. Let's say he went to a bad team. Yes. And I mean, it's better. ruining the league in a different way, which is they have just not managed to be competitive. But I think, like, why are people loving that? Like, I don't really love it. I would like the Lakers. I would rather the Lakers be competing for the playoffs than, like, Sacramento or like some oh, interesting. team like that, you know, it's just yeah. more fun with them involved. It would just be a better like playoff series. I don't like the idea that LeBron is like not going to be in the playoffs at all. This yeah, year. that's terrible. Interesting, but I, I, I like. I do think this is deserved. Everyone was. I mean, it's not a coincidence that everyone was saying like, "What are they doing going yeah. into the season? What yeah. is the supporting cast?" And it, it is the same thing that they did in Miami. Where it was the the big three, and then you'll have no money left over. It's like Drudis Ilgauskas, <laughs> James Jones, like Udonis Haslam. They've always had the choice between, with a limited amount of money, these like old castoffs yep. that LeBron just like likes personally, or that are looking for a championship ring and willing to take a pay cut. Yeah, sure. That's why everyone like honestly. That's why everyone, uh, when Melo got cut from Houston, everyone was like, oh, he's going to LA LA because it's such a classic LeBron move. And I think it's only the fact that everyone said that he was going there and was like getting ready to just make fun of that move that it didn't happen. You think Magic and Rob were like, no, we can't be made fun of on Twitter anymore. It's like how in the Lost, when uh, when Lost came out after the pilot, people were like, oh, well, they're just like in purgatory, right? And And then then they were like, no. (laughs) They frantically rewrote the entire show. Yeah, but obviously that is what they were going to (laughs) do. You're actually not true. Uh, Hold on a second. (laughs) 
I do have to go on a writer's retreat for three months. <laughs> but watch this. Right. And it's the same. It's like they, they just like gently hung. They were on the phone with Mello and they had to pretend it was just like checking in on him socially. So, who, <laughs> so who's you, who are you blaming? Who, I know you're not a Laker fan, but who are you to blame for um, the Lakers mess right now? I think, I mean, like, of course, a lot of it is injuries, but like... What it definitely seems like is even when the team was full strength, like you said, they were fifteen and eight. Like they weren't gonna be competing. No, they weren't gonna make it. They were gonna be out in of the, the West. In, that's they, for sure. They were gonna be in like that Portland, Utah, San Antonio Clippers zone. I mean, honestly, Portland right now looks way better than the Lakers ever did. We fucking beat Portland two out of three times in the beginning of the year. Yeah, but that's we when Portland, Portland didn't look anywhere near as good. They're on the opposite trajectory of the Lakers. They, they look were struggling awesome. at first. Yeah, a little more. But, like, when we were playing in Portland that game, we never went in Portland, and then, like, LeBron was, like, trying really hard, and yeah. everybody was healthy, and we, like, right. scrapped together, like, a win. I'm like, this is a turning point. Like, we yeah. can never beat Portland. Look how, right. look how yeah, into each other everyone is. Everyone's so happy and excited. I, yeah, I just don't think it was... Beat a, OKC. It was, it was absolutely uh, GM moves. The fact that, like, letting Brooke Lopez go when bad. he's, like, the absolutely... Yeah, three million dollars for the a perfect five. <laughs> piece for them right yeah. now. I didn't quite understand why they didn't want Brooke Lopez, and he's become like this a sniper all yeah. of a sudden, like way more than he step back threes. ever was. <laughs> yes, thirty years old, Splash Mountain, great nickname. That, great yes, nickname that is Brooke awesome. Lopez. That rules. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, and Randall has like taken kind of a a leap, but was great. I like I I always really liked and like choosing between Randall and Rondo. I mean, that, that one was a Randall wanted two years, and we're like, we can't have any <laughs> are dollar. You, are you insane? Not even one cent must be on the books. <laughs> For it'll interrupt us signing Clay fucking Thompson. And I've heard people, Laker apologists, saying, I mean, this is probably true, that it was never about this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, That it was always about waiting until, like, the free agent frenzy in the offseason to add, like, two maxes to, like, put it over the top. Which we can still do. But who wants wants any part of this? We'd have to trade for ad and then sign Kyrie. we'd have to sign clay and trade for something i don't else. i mean i like look i like maybe this is my homerism i don't see any world where new orleans would take any laker offer over what the celtics have to okay so let's transition to the celtics yeah what are the celtics gonna offer or i guess more generally speaking uh i talked about why i think the lakers aren't playing well why do you think the celtics aren't playing well Ah, it, I mean, it's where I like. So I went to the Clippers Celtics game last night. Because mm-hmm. uh, they have no injuries to pin it on. They have no, no GM mistakes. Not really. So what, what happened this year? Uh, I think Brad has a lot of trouble. Uh, Brad Wanamaker. Yes. <laughs> getting on the court. This is actually one of my big complaints. I would like to see Brad Wanamaker play a lot more. Uh, I think. Brad Stevens uh, can't just, like, let go of rotation guys who, I mean, Terry Rozier has been unspeakably bad. Interesting. This entire season. I love him, but it's, like, difficult to watch. Why worse this year than last? I have no idea. He just can't make shots. (laughs) I think it's, like, a weird thing where he, like, had basically a star moment. 
in the in the playoffs last year. He was like incredible, and now he's like do, like doing like shooting threes off one foot from like thirty five feet or whatever, and yeah. they're just clanking them. <laughs> it all looks cool if it goes in, and then it oh, looks yeah. really bad. When yeah, you absolutely. Miss. And he like he looks like he's playing really hard in general or whatever. He he plays like a star, but it's just not <laughs> converting shots. It's like kind of like Russell Westbrook type. Like he's yes. still fast and strong, but yes. then sometimes when he shoots it doesn't hit the rim. No, a lot of guys are are regressing. Uh Jalen Brown absolutely took a step back. Uh Hayward has had like four really good games and like 30 pretty terrible ones. But it was also out of the blue. Like why do second and third year players who are on the rise either plateau like Jason Tatum or regress like Jalen Brown? It just doesn't, I, I don't understand. Tatum, I mean, we got spoiled, spoiled with Tatum. If you told me that Tatum would be having the season that he's having in year two, I would be thrilled. It right. was just that he was so great last year. He was the best corner three shooter in the league, basically. There was room for regression with him. Uh, and it's not one of those teams where, like, you'd give him the ball every – like, he where he can improve faster because he's, like, the guy on the team because he still has to share with uh, Kyrie and all these other – So players. now Kyrie's back. Yeah, exactly. And, he like, he's been great. Everyone has been – uh, there's this weird thing going around uh, Celtics media that the team is better without Kyrie because the they had a shown. few wins yeah. without him. It was like six and zero oh in his last six absences and zero oh and four in his last four starts. Right, but just like in the when you look at the on off like Numbers. ratings or whatever, yeah, he's great. He's a great basketball player. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean. It's because I think that Rozier is getting so – like, people like Rozier and Brown and Hayward are still getting really big minutes when they, and pretty high usage uh, while they are just not great players. I mean, if you – like, honestly, if you took the players that are playing well, trimmed down the rotation for the playoffs, I mean, I think any one of those – uh, the top four teams could get out of the East. Yeah, you're not saying the Celtics have the least good chance right. of Philadelphia, Toronto, Milwaukee, and Boston. Yes, and I think they're in a great place, honestly, for uh, the playoffs because like, I, I want Indiana in the first round, which I think they'll probably get. I like I'm, At the 4-5. At the 4-5, yeah, exactly. As I'm, I'm hoping that the Sixers leapfrog Indiana so we don't have to worry about them. Uh, oh, right. Sixers-Celtics could be a first-round matchup. Right now, it would be, I think. That's awesome. Uh, where do you stand on Kyrie? Do you want him to stay? I do, yeah. I want AD. Uh, and and to your question of what could they offer, three firsts. Uh-huh. Not bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and some combination. I mean, it's pretty easy, easy to make the salaries work with Hayward or whatever. Not that New Orleans would necessarily want him. So you're saying New Orleans, if they value draft picks over Ingram Kuzlonzo, the Celtics wouldn't have to give up Tatum. Ah, God, I mean, I hate to say it, but Ingram's uh, trade value is not <laughs> peaking right now. <laughs> As he's on blood thinners and can't walk. Uh, and I think, you know, how, like, Lonzo is kind of beat up for such a young player. Mm-hmm. Kuzma is, you know, for his, where he was picked is still great, but I think we're we're seeing him kind of hit a wall in terms of his ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I yeah, if I were New Orleans, I would want to uh, take a chance in a great draft. On where are you, those picks? What do the, they have? Memphis's, Sacramento's, Memphis's, Sacramento's, and like I think it starts. Uh, God, I don't know. And like, then theirs. Yeah, but none of them are. There, are any of those in the top ten? Memphis could be. 
you have Memphis. It's not like protected in any sp- certain way. It is, but uh, I think it's like top five protected. Oh, uh, okay, got it. And Sacramento's top one protected. Yes. They're playing well. They're playing well enough. So we'll get, they're, they're going to get all three picks, seems like. Do you, do you have any animosity towards Kyrie Irving? Like I, I'm hearing a lot of like, get out of town, I'll drive you to the airport ideology. Yeah, that's insane to me. I I, I love him. And I don't like Duke guys in general, but right. we have two Duke guys on the team <laughs> who I am obsessed with. So you're not like, if if Kyrie, it's it's trending towards him leaving to team up with KD, um, would you be devastated by that or would you be like, that's Do you okay. think that's true? I think that is true. In New York? Yeah. Why? Um, because they want to play together. I don't know. The end. I don't know if that is true. <laughs> I mean, like it. I, I don't. It, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me that anyone would want to like go there. Uh, I think if you want to play with your best friend and doing it at MSG, when did they become fun. best friends? Uh, they were like buddies. Because uh, they talked in the hallway at the, <laughs> the All Star game. No, I guess it's more than that. Like during All Star weekend, they were like inseparable, eating every meal together, and then they flew to Miami together after the All Star break and just hung out all weekend. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It is kind of like uh, they're both, they both have like kind of specific mental illnesses. It's yeah. like a, a Silver Linings playbook. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they were like dancing or some shit <laughs> together. It looked fine, I guess. Uh, but they are, you know, if you want to play with your best friend, you can't, he couldn't just sign with Boston and Kyrie couldn't sign with Golden State. Obviously, they have to go to a place with two max slots and that's what New York has been gearing up for since. Why do they go to the Clippers? Uh, I don't know if they can both go to the Clippers, could they? Yeah, the Clippers are set up for two maxes. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe that's a possibility too. But it it does seem like Kyrie has one foot out the door since his like I don't owe anybody shit turnaround. I know, but it, like only a few weeks before that, he was saying that he was like that he was prepared to resign yeah. with Boston. And I think if they get Davis, that should be enough to keep him. Also, I bet a lot of it has to do with um, how they do in the playoffs. Yes, absolutely. If it's a first round exit, he's less likely to stay than like if they make right. it to the finals. But I mean, he can he can get. I mean, the, like remember what everyone said about Paul George. Yeah, exactly. When they when they got knocked out early, everyone's he's like, gone. "Well, there goes Paul George." <laughs> right. And now, you just have no idea, really. Yeah, and then he resigned, and now he's like the best player in the league. Kyrie seems to change his mind every four minutes, so like we have a yeah. lot of time between March twelfth and July first or whenever it is. Yeah, but I think it is like an important factor. They can pay him much more money than that, that's than right. anyone else. Let's take a break to thank SeatGeek. You know, getting tickets online can be far too complicated. There's hundreds of sites, varying degrees of reliability. It's hard to know who to trust. That's why I trust SeatGeek. It's the easiest way to search multiple ticket sites, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. I used it to see a lot of Laker games this year. It's so efficient and simple. I actually have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it was by far the easiest way that I found to shop for tickets. Uh, So what can I do to incentivize this app? Well, if you download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code BUCKETS today, that's promo code BUCKETS, it'll give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. There are a lot of $10 NBA games going around right now because there are teams who are actively trying to lose. So you could probably go to like a Suns-Cavs game for $20 and then use promo code BUCKETS for $10 off that SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, we have the tickets. But they're great to, to keep comparing the Celtics and the Lakers. The decline for both teams began around the same time. Which was the trade deadline. 
No, I mean like not not even this season. I mean like in the, like the late Kobe years. Oh, you're saying in, zoom out in the macro sense, like since 2012. Yeah, they've both been rebuilding. Yeah, and I just think like I don't know. It's a like it's and it, like everyone talks about how well the process worked in Philadelphia. Yeah, but the Celtics got better faster while also bottoming out at the same time. I mean, yeah. it's just like I, I think people lose sight of what an unbelievable job. Uh, the like Ainge and his like Mike Zarin is a guy there who's like really smart. Like they they have a great front office and they're so well positioned for the future while still being good now. I mean it's it's a great time to be a fan. But <laughs> but does a lot of that go away if Horford and Kyrie leave? Are you like that's okay? Then we we have Jason Tatum. So. And yeah, Brown. you got Tatum and and then I suddenly uh, start, it almost like start just thinking removes... that this was just like a, a fluke for Rosier. <laughs> <laughs> I could convince convince myself of anything. I remember last year looking at his uh, draft class and just being like, "God, where would I pick him now? Like second, Terry Rozier? Was yeah, it that but, bad of a draft class? No, but last year uh, was I was great. like, he was incredible. I couldn't him believe. and Marcus Smart both free agents. Uh, great question. I'm not sure. I believe they're both playing. Like Smart was going to be, be a different. Free agent, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Signed a qualifying offer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so who do you think wins the East? Boy, I if guess Mil- I mean bet. it's like the safe pick is Milwaukee, uh, but but Milwaukee doesn't feel to me like a dynastic franchise right now. It's not like Golden State where you just knew that they were just gonna um, make everything unfun for years. Like they're good, but they're fifty and like seventeen, they're uh, really really good. Yeah, they're amazing, but I don't. Th- I mean, like you look at what they're getting out of like. Ilya Sova, yeah, right now, and these guys that were kind of like castoffs, <laughs> yeah. You know? These are the guys that just join forces on the hot team and try to make them a little hot. Yeah, exactly. The team like really works right now, but I like I I think there's some luck involved and 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 how much they're getting out of players that are not great. Toronto's also great. Toronto's but- awesome. Philadelphia's great. They're so deep. I mean, I you know like when you were talking about the Lakers before, like priding themselves on their. Depth. depth I was energy. a little like, oh my god, that's <laughs> so pathetic. But at the beginning of the season, it was true. It was true. No, I don't think depth was ever when you like your when Rondo is your I guess fourth from, best player <laughs> from two to ten. It didn't seem like that big of a drop off yeah. because our, our youngsters <laughs> and our veterans were sort of like crossing each other uh, in different directions of their careers. And everyone knew that Svi was going to get playing time. Yeah, he was a bucket. Right away. I mean, you saw him make 17 threes in summer during, league. <laughs> summer, during an off-season shoot-around with his private coach, Miles Simon. When you know your second-round pick is going right into the rotation, I don't know if that's, that's great depth. Hey, we traded him, all right? <laughs> Show some respect. He's struggling out in Detroit. Detroit's also playing great. Yeah. Um, so, what about the Warriors? Do you find them these struggles any indication of playoff, or do you think that they're just bored right now and that they'll turn it on? I mean, I like I I love the Nuggets. I would love the Nuggets to get to the finals. I don't think people really appreciate how fun they are mm-hmm. to watch, and I think like a great playoffs for them would really kind of uh, like put them on the on the map in a good way. I was, I was saying to Sean last night, it feels sometimes. Like those old warrior teams where they run plays with like it feels like they're playing with their opponents, kind of right. You know, they're or like the Spurs. A lot of passing. Anybody can shoot. Anybody can drive. Yeah. Anybody can score. And the way they uh, like like the way they pass, like mostly Jokic. It's just like really fun 
to watch. He is unlike any other player because he's big. He's yes. kind of fat. He's very unathletic. Yes. And yet he's great. It looks so <laughs> easy for him. <laughs> he really just like bullies people down low yeah. with his like thick chest. Yeah. So they're awesome. Uh, and uh, like, but I, you know, I, I think the Warriors are just going to get one more out of this. Yeah. Team. I will say, I don't even think Denver's the biggest challenge to them. I think what like scares Warriors, Houston, Houston and OKC, like teams that can play big and like play tough and right. get in their face. I don't think, I don't think the Warriors are afraid of Denver at all. No, I, yes. I don't so think let's Denver assume, strikes fear. Well, yeah, but I think that, I think that's probably true, but I think Denver's at least the second best team in the conference, even if they don't match up as well with the Warriors. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, the Warriors will get one more. But the fact that you have two teams out west that could scare the uh, the Warriors, and there's a By the way, Portland, I, play think, both. I think Portland sh- should be added to that list as well. I'm kind of biased against Portland, but I don't. I think Portland is like Denver. Like, the Warriors are not scared. You're biased losing. against Portland just because that's the team that the Lakers beat a couple times earlier this season. <laughs> no, there's a lot of Portland fans in my yeah. life giving me grief, oh, so okay, I'm like, yeah. relax, Portland. Yeah. You're not that good. Your best two players are very small. Right. They're like, and then if one of them is not playing well, look who you're relying on. Like the Warriors are not, I I feel like the Warriors would beat that team in four or five, personally. That's probably true. Um, But you got two teams out West that can give up, put up a fight and they might have to play both of them. Yeah. And then uh, I think any of the big four out East are going to put up a bigger fight than Cleveland has in the last two years. Yeah. I think this will be the hardest road to a championship, uh, at least in the last three seasons. And I, I mean, there are a lot of tough outs at the bottom of both conferences. Oh, Clippers look pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah. You look at who's on the floor at any given time, you're like, wow, like, how is this yeah. working? It won't quite be a, like Milwaukee playing Orlando in the first round where it's like, do we really have to play four games? <laughs> we just won three by an average of 30. But like you points. said, like Detroit. Looks good. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think Detroit is going to make it easy for anybody. Yeah, you just want to like beat up these teams along the way so that they have to fight a little. Yeah, a couple times the Warriors like just swept their way to the finals and looked really fresh in June. Yeah, totally. But if they look a little beat up, like they did after the OKC series mm-hmm. in like 2016, and then they look a little hobbled for Cleveland, I think at this point, which is like the first time in like the last three years, I would probably bet the field against the Warriors. Would you agree with that? Yes. You would bet the field. Totally. Interesting. I wonder if Vegas... Between, I think, uh, you know, Milwaukee is absolutely a better team than well, like Cleveland or like Toronto, like the mm-hmm. last couple years. And Toronto, I think, is also a better team than those teams. Like, it's a better East than ever. And I think they have, I think, three or four, like, legitimate... Uh, like competitors in the in the West, so yeah, a hundred percent, I would take the field. And then there is something too: the Warriors like winning so much, like not only just being mentally and physically fatigued, they just they don't care as much as the Rockets do. I don't think uh, when they're playing against each other. I think the Rockets want to beat the Warriors more than the Warriors want to beat the Rockets. Like a team that's starving for a championship, right? I think they play a little harder than like Steph, KD. Clay right now, Draymond has fallen off. Boogie is just a madman. I so think you think when Dray- the Draymond shooting whatever twenty eight percent three, <laughs> that's not ideal, is because when he goes up for a shot and his mind, he doesn't care quite enough yeah, to like, get I his. Have, I have three championships, right, and I'm like, I'll, I'll toss it towards the rim, and if it goes in, great. If not, whatever. I think you get a little spoiled. Yeah, I don't think they want it. I mean, well, who knows? Like maybe they'll. 
that could be true for the regular season mm-hmm. is probably appropriate, but that could change in the in the playoffs, and they could look as good as they always. Yeah, have. I wouldn't say any individual player except for Draymond has like looks worse. Yeah, it's it's really just defensive effort. That's where it comes in the most. Like, yes, I don't want right. to sprint, run, bump, and like hurt myself in February twenty right. second against the Phoenix. Right, Suns. but we know now that. Uh, KD, when he is really working defensively, is one of the best uh, defenders in the league. That's right, which you will have to do. I feel like right. the Warriors can even like skate through like even a round or two of not playing their best basketball. Absolutely. Like <laughs> I remember when Steph earlier this year like had missed a bunch of games, but otherwise would have been probably the MB- MVP. He's shooting 50% <laughs> yeah. from three. Yeah, from very far away, yes. hard to make threes. Yeah, so I mean, I think ever it's it's not that any of those guys have have fallen off i think it's like it's fine if they dog it a little at the, at the end of the season yeah it seems like they only try hard against good teams like denver we're like right let's show them like what we can really do we'll win a quarter 33 right. to 10 and now let's coast against yeah. phoenix <laughs> but, i think they should do that lull their deep like lull their opponents into a false sense of security sure. but you would think that celtics game would have been one where they were maybe trying a little harder than they were and they, they got just don't. waxed. They just don't. Yeah. And then they like national TV game. I guess they right. play on national TV all the time. <laughs> exactly. I think national TV doesn't mean anything in their fifth year of a title right. run. Yeah. Like, yeah, a TNT game in February. Yeah. Oh, they're on uh, Thursday night on NBA TV? <laughs> the world is watching. <laughs> fan night. The fans voted for this game. We have to give the fans a show. Warrior Suns. <laughs> we're only down 11 going into the fourth quarter. All right, I guess I'll give a shit. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to make some threes. Well, we lost. It's fine. But it's hard to like, what do you do if you're like Steve Kerr? You're like, come on, guys. Like, We really have to try. And they're like, we really don't have to try. Steve Kerr. They're still first. Yeah. And he's like a good <laughs> actor. He knows exactly that the stakes are very low right now. And he'll still have like an insane rage attack. Yeah. Like on the side, every once in a while just to like show some passion. I want the Warriors to rest people during the playoffs. I want them to go up 3-0 so cool. against the Clippers and then like rest Steph Curry for That's game the right. Four. Yeah, I think they would do that. It's the, it's the right move. <laughs> a rest during the playoffs. That's so fun. I don't think uh I think the Clippers are going to finish uh like they're really working very hard right now. I think they might get the 6 seed. It's really tight down there and they seem yeah, to have Yeah, Utah the Clippers momentum. Spurs. San, uh I don't know if they uh if they leap for I don't know the Spurs like lost last night or whatever, but yeah, right now I think it's Utah Spurs Clippers. Interesting. Spurs have won won like five in a row. Yes, the Spurs just won't die. It's crazy. It's very frustrating. Uh, they are an example of a team that I would much rather see the Lakers right. in the playoffs <laughs> than that Spurs team, where like they're still not that exciting. Yeah, just Demar Derozan, uh, and, Lamarcus Aldridge, and they're and have such a low ceiling, <laughs> high floor, very low ceiling. <laughs> the floor is the ceiling, yes, basically. totally. It's a single platform. Oh God. Uh, uh, yeah, I think they could. I think the Clippers could end up as like a six seater. Or, or or something. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so stupid to be staking my hopes on someone like Landry Shamit, but he is really good. He is really good. They're all like the the Clippers are. They're great at uh, not having any bad any bad players. Yeah, they never have to like sub in that guy. We're like, uh oh, this is a bad situation for the next ten minutes. Their bench is just as good as their yeah. starters. I can't believe how good Gallinari looks. Still, he's beating guys off the dribble. For the, I, I don't think I had ever seen that. Yeah, he's kind of like he's kind of like Jokic as well. Like this guy who's just like six foot eleven. Yeah, slow and white is making everything. Last couple seasons, uh, he he showed up 
like actively fat. Yeah, like yeah. trying to be fat. Yes. Like Boris Diaw fat. <laughs> like Christian Bale preparing for, <laughs> for, for a character. I'm play, I'm preparing for my role of Nikola Jokic <laughs> in Stretch 4. But God, he looks awesome. And he can shoot over everyone's head. He's huge. Yeah, he's kind of like a, if KD let himself go. For ten years, yes. it would be yes. Gallinari. <laughs> Did you see um, Patrick Beverly getting into it with uh, with Paul George? Yes, he's still it's still going on on Twitter. Is it still going on? Yeah, the, uh, it rules. It is what cool to a see little a good, psycho. You don't see a lot of good defensive point guards. Like he wants Paul of... George to admit publicly <laughs> that he got <laughs> that played. he shut him down and that he and that he won the battle. He refuses to stop. He's got to be just excited that Paul George responds, right? That's oh my god! Yes. Even shutting it down is a W for Patrick Beverly. <laughs> um, let's take a look at the playoffs and let's try to predict who wins. Okay. As it is right now, let's start in the West. Golden State, Utah. What do you give that series? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough, like, Utah, I haven't been watching too much, Yeah, because I knew this thing was going to happen with Westbrook and that racist fan, and so I didn't want to be, <laughs> uh, be associated with them, could just sort of feel it brewing. Yeah. Uh, but I know, I like, every time I've watched them, Gobert looks amazing, I like, I don't know, that team is just not that compelling to me. So I think Golden State, maybe five, because I think, like you're saying, they could, um, take a couple games off that one i mean two through eight like denver and utah are they that different i feel like yeah I denver so. who's a number two and utah's a number eight i feel like those teams in a seven game series i don't know if denver is that much of a favorite over utah i disagree i think denver i mean they've gotten so many great like it's like there's one team every year where they'll just pull someone out of the g league like monte <laughs> morris or whatever and yeah. the guy is suddenly like Amazing in every shot. Beasley. Yeah, guys like that are like playing so well. Yeah, I think they are really well coached. Uh, I think everyone. I hate when people say like everyone knows their role. Yeah, that's right. It's very patronizing, <laughs> but I think, but I think that that is kind of true for that team. I think they are actually they're they're what you think the Lakers are. I think <laughs> God, the Lakers are awesome. This they're year. actually legitimately deep with this season a better best player. That's right, but. Yeah, I guess I feel as Utah is like the same thing. Like great home court advantage, solid on defense, great coaching, can take down any team yeah. on any given. When you night. say great home court advantage, you mean that they can always get in the opponent's head I with, just... a, with a perfectly timed racial <laughs> slur. What did you see? And they do like an I am Spartacus thing where you look over there and it could be anyone What's in that, that section <laughs> who, who says they that. all look like Mitt Romney wearing yes. a Rodney Hood jersey. <laughs> Let's take another quick break to thank my bookie. You know, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the grading betting event of the year. So many games going on at the same time, whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first round upsets, or all of the above, my bookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past its loss to a 16 seed last year? And can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? If you know the answers, or even if you don't really, MyBookie is the place to get in on the action. MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is they pay you out fast when you win. I'm talking about like within 48 hours fast. So 
bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash in. Deposit with my bookie today with promo code AMIR. Whoa, my name. Promo code AMIR for a 50% sign-up bonus. I finally made it. Deposit with my bookie today. Use that promo code AMIR for a 50% sign-up bonus. With my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Let's get back to Hayes. What is the latest with that? Because I saw the the fans said something to Westbrook. Westbrook claims that he said, get down on your knees like you used to or you're used like to. Like you're used to, yes. Which is a slavery thing. Uh, I think it is... Is how Russell interpreted it? Uh, I mean, this is sort of, uh, not to get too in the academic weeds about this, but I think um, the semiotics of that is that it's a uh, dick-sucking thing. I see. I see. And, uh, and he should get down on his knees like he's used to because... He's used to be on his knees because uh, just like for conven- for comfort, yeah. that is the easiest position to do that from if the other person is standing. Got it. Yeah. So it's like, by the way, you suck a lot of dicks, Russell yes. Westbrook. That said, the guy who said that, yeah. Westbrook correctly sized him up as a racist. Yeah. So it's come out since, because then he got some Twitter play and love about him being like, I never said anything wrong. He accused my wife. He accosted my lady. This is her right. first NBA game. But then he tweets all the time stuff like Westbrook should go back where he came from mm. Riverside so, so <laughs> that's right Inland Empire <laughs> so he since then people have dug up who this guy really is yeah laid out his Twitter social media and it's just what what are we looking at there Because he I was a that. cop uh huh and then became like an air marshal <laughs> got it uh, and now yeah he was like uh, he's a, like a Trump guy got it MAGA supporter yes so now we're back to siding with Russell. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, but don't worry. Kyle Korver's gotten involved. Oh. On the side of this guy. Really? Saying Westbrook likes to do this wherever he goes. That's true. He does constantly yell at fans, whether they're MAGA supporters or Portland hipsters. Yes. He likes to, something about the way he carries himself uh, generates racially charged insults yeah. in a way that is his fault. <laughs> He's a lightning rod. Yeah. In more ways than two. Three ways, really. So do you think anything happens to Westbrook? Do you think he gets suspended for threatening to beat up a man? No. No. Let's, but let's talk about uh, Ibaka. Mm-hmm. How many games do you think? Has that uh, sentence come down yet? I didn't see. <laughs> it has not yet as far as the time of recording. He's he, going to get a lot of games. He punched he, out Marquise Chris. Yes, he actually, I mean, should have like fully <laughs> laid him. If any of those had connected... <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I look at that specific play and it didn't seem that bad. It must have been like a, no, a I, this game something must have been brewing for <laughs> yeah. a long time. But I didn't know anything. Anybody cared about Marquise Chris enough to punch him in the face? Marquise Chris has been uh, posterizing a, a, a couple fools. <laughs> really? Lately. Yes. Just so he's like back once a game. He'll like show up a little bit. But uh, and Ibaka had had enough. Yes. Uh, no, I, that fight was crazy just like in the conversation of people who could get suspended from last night's games that was one of the crazier fights i've ever seen because you could tell how mad abaka was because his face is just like expressionless he's in like a fugue he wasn't it wasn't the face-to-face fake hold me back style it was i'm I'm punching this guy in the face yeah and he came up behind chris (laughs) briefly choked him out (laughs) 
Yeah, like, and then started just wailing on him. I want one of these fights to be like hockey, where it's like, okay, everybody back out. Like, what is Ibaka's goal here? To literally knock this guy out? Yeah, cold, I think yeah, possibly. To choke him to I death. I don't think he knows. I don't. I think he was <laughs> it's just a rage, yeah. a rage fuel. And you could the hold me back thing. They did try to do that, and it wasn't really working because <laughs> you know he's big and strong. It took uh, basically the whole team. So I think he is gonna get a bunch of games, which is probably fine. The Raptors uh, yeah. are actually deep. Yes, that's true. It is probably fine. Although right. it's good this year. Back to the West. Denver, San Antonio. Does San Antonio take a game? Uh, Maybe two? I would say one. Okay. Houston, Clippers. I, man, I think that's a fun series. I tell you, because... The Chris he, Paul Bowl. He, yes. Uh, Houston is capable of uh, being really bad. It's that three point. Live by the three, die yes. by the three. High variance. If they sh- if they fall, they look great. If they don't, they look terrible. They looked so good last night, the Clippers. God, I'm so delusional. And ever, <laughs> but everyone is like, Lou Williams doesn't show up in the playoffs. I don't. I mean, I don't see why that yeah. would be the case. It's That's just a like, couple things I don't get about like commentators. Were like, you know, his game translates very well to the playoffs. Or like in the playoffs, that doesn't work. Or it's like I don't know. It seems like pretty much yeah, the same game to like, me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I never look at like, oh, that guy wouldn't play well in the R- playoffs. The, the rims are smaller. Oh, that's what it is. I yeah. forgot they sort the of tighten the rims, rims to the yeah. point. <laughs> uh, and he, yeah, you know, he shoots. And so, like. Yeah, he usually uses the yeah. rim. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, God, I don't know. They just look great. I mean, in my, like, my first thought was that the Clippers will take two games. So, still Houston, but yes. it's it's a closer fight. Absolutely. And then it's down to maybe my favorite Western Conference matchup if the playoffs start today. Oh, okay, my God. See Portland. Oh, my God. That's a six-game, seven-game knockdown, drag-out. blowout. Whoever. Right. Although I will say, again, Portland uh, did get swept by OKC this year. That's got to count for something. I, I think guess. when your best two players are Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and their best two players are Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, I kind of feel like that's what it comes down to. I guess, but look, I mean, Westbrook is only starting to get, like, remember how people were talking about him early this year. He couldn't make anything. Yeah. Uh, Like, if you had said that exact sentence, like, a few months ago, people Mm -hmm. would be like, which, like, which, like. This seems like a toss But, yeah. Um, I still, I I do still think it's OKC. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, sure, seven. Seven, get, or home, whoever has come. You know who's been advantage. really great is Nurkic. That's right. Nurkic plays well. But OKC also like their role Nurkic and Adams, well. holy shit. Those guys don't like each other. <laughs> Give me a little Marquise Chris Serge Ibaka action. <laughs> uh, all right, second round. OKC. That would be great. I would like, that should be a hockey, for, just let them go to work. Yeah, Everyone like, clears out. Yeah, you can always tell the guys that actually want to fight and the guys that like yeah. are just like, you know, forehead to forehead. Yeah. Just muttering. It's fully consensual with those guys. Yeah. Just let them, like, They're down. You know, in the eyes of the law, I think it's okay. <laughs> if two people want to fight, they yeah, should fight. Yeah. Because it's happening to each other. <laughs> yes. Uh, OKC Golden State second round. OKC, oh, that, I mean, that's a great one too, yeah. obviously. Oh, God. I, will, I, I saw someone talking uh, the other day. Maybe it was like a Ringer podcast or something that I haven't listened to. Just about like the consequences of that OKC Golden State game. Uh, like that round. Ra- yeah, that game. Yeah. It, they were rewatching How much that changed the trajectory of the, of the league. Yeah, that was the game six of the 2016 Western Conference Finals. Yes. Durant loses to Golden State and then joins them. <laughs> and then joins them. And, and, that's, and that's how LeBron got his one... Ring in 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 Cleveland yeah. by just like barely sneaking by that, that yeah. Golden State team. 
Ah, oh, God. I mean, I would love to see a really great uh, round from this one, but I think that's when uh, Golden State kind of turns on the Jets. So I think that could possibly be like a five-game series. A gentleman sweep. And then it's Denver-Houston right. in, the, in the other bracket. It's a good one, too. It's a good one. Two flawed teams that are just like capable of, of being really fun and exciting. That's right. I take Denver. Wow. Yep. I'll take that bet with you. Okay, great. Uh, then it's Denver Golden State. Do you think Denver does anything? Yeah. You think they scare Golden State? I think they could take two games. Okay. So Golden State, we don't see like something bringing them to seven. Well, like you said, I think it is possible that Houston is more. I mean, Houston has had their number all year. Yeah. Uh, that Houston is a, a, a better matchup for them. When do they turn it on is the question. Yeah. And if they're turning it on, does it last for seven games? Uh, Golden State? No, Houston. Like, if they're burying those threes that they shoot so many of. Well, that's the thing. I, I have never thought of Houston as a team that is uh, holding anything back. It's just sometimes it doesn't work. That's right. It's a make or miss league, it's, as they say. Right. Yeah. Where if they're sh- if they're making fifty percent of their threes and they're shooting, which 60 is why I'm game. I, I'm actually working on uh, some friends and I are getting together to start a league that mm. is just a make league. Oh, just a, so every shot is counted as a make. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about like who gets the best shot or whatever. As long as you toss it above the rim, that's considered. It's a just bucket. about getting getting shots off. <laughs> yeah. And do they have to be on the right side of the court? Or you can just sort of hand it in and toss it up. And that's just a make or make league. <laughs> so there's a guy running around with the it's, uh, the, the rim. rim attached to him, uh-huh. and so it's so, sort of his responsibility to, to get make. there before the ball. So every shot is a good shot. It's the, the rim, floor. whether or it's the rim's desire to actually that's, score. Th- those are basically the competitors are the two guys uh, with rims <laughs> attached to them. You're describing, I think, family double dare. Right. <laughs> yeah. I guess there are aspects of that. Uh, it's more, it's like not a family yeah. league, it's much raunchier. Yeah, like there's pies and slime and stuff. You know, no, I'm saying it's like a raunchier version of that. So an R-rated version. Yeah, it's like, it gets very blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's just like a reaction to when I'm watching, like you say, it's a make or miss league. Yep. And so <laughs> ha- even most of the time when a shot goes up, I'm like upset i'm having a bad time because odds are it won't go in i, I think most love, people shoot I like under 50 i think everyone likes points you let's know? just yeah let's what if we make the rim so big it's literally the size of the half court so one of the rim goes all the way to half court the other rim goes to half court okay it's still a circle so there's some dead areas in between the rims i so what height is it at is still it 10 feet still 10 feet okay. but it's almost like a tent so okay a but then i think it feels like it, half in a lot of cases people would be shooting up Yep. Through one rim. One rim. Yeah. Or, or like like what if you accidentally for example shoot it up through your own rim and then it comes back down. I'm sorry, I just think I've thought about this a lot and I think <laughs> my the way I'm doing it which is there is a guy running around. How do you imagine the nets though in my league? Cuz mine it still ends at a point that's thin Exactly. Enough for I can see a lot basketball. of people getting trapped in the nets. The netting, yeah. It's right. kind of like a reverse big top action. Yes. So it's I could see people getting really hurt. <laughs> that's that worries you. Yeah. I mean, that's not why I watch basketball, and I actually hate to see that when it does happen. (laughs) All right, fine. We'll do your fucking make-or-make league with a guy running around with a rim. Jesus Christ. I can't believe I'm supporting this idea. It's not a make-or-make league. It's just a make-league. Just a make-league. There's only one option going in. Let's go out east. Milwaukee. basketball going in. Yeah, no, we get that. I know what you're talking about when you say a make-league. Of course, it's basketball's going in. There's nothing else to make or miss than the shots. 
right? Yeah, I just want to make clear. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's abundantly clear. Milwaukee, Miami. That is a Ugh, spicy series. I hate it. Uh, who do I want to make the playoffs instead of Miami? Who's in the nine seed right now? We got Washington, Charlotte, Orlando, and then Miami. Oh, All vying God, for I, the opportunity I guess, I to get the, swept. I guess they can have it. And Miami at home, Dwayne Wade. That's more exciting than a, a playoff game in Charlotte. Yeah, it is. Orlando. I like Kemba. I always, I mean, he's gotten, he's kind of fallen off, but yeah. um, I always want the to see him have good games because my favorite team is the charlotte hornets uh i always forget now but since we started doing the flagrant ones my uh subscriber only patreon podcast <laughs> we picked new favorite teams and my favorite team is the hornets but sometimes i forget to watch them or remember that they are a team right <laughs> they're probably the least talked about team since the all-star break yeah it's a bummer i like i remember early in the season you're like oh that's bridges is like pretty good yeah, I mean, I would like, I would love that to be four games. I guess I don't really care because I probably will not watch. That's true. That's the NBA TV Saturday yep, night at six one. p.m. <laughs> yep. uh, Toronto, Detroit. Awesome! I love it. That's I can't spicy. wait. Dwayne Casey against this former team. Yes. Detroit oh my god. Up. I love how good Blake has been. Blake's been great. Andre Drummond's this been great. year. I mean, we have a lot of mutual friends in the comedy space. Oh, you're talking about just improv-wise, you love how well Blake's been playing. Yes. Yeah. Just as like a comedy fan. Comedian, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, do you ever see, like like the screenshots of him and Schwartz texting must be... It's insane. Insane. I'm getting inside info, and it's flying fast and furiously. <laughs> Detroit, Toronto, does Detroit take any games? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, but they lose. Yeah. We gotta have... I guess... Be- I'll say five. That's pretty solid. Philadelphia, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's been playing fun basketball. I love Brooklyn. It's so weird that I'm jealous so of Brooklyn awesome. Nets fans. That's We've not... talked about this a little bit. on the. Uh, did you watch the skills challenge this year? You know, I didn't catch the skills challenge. It's worth going back and checking it out. <laughs> I think they're replaying it as an instant classic on NBA TV. There are tonight. a lot of great moments, uh, but... Like for me, the like the thing that really stood out is Spencer Dinwiddie mm-hmm. did like the player commentary, <laughs> and I was like, who? Like I didn't know who it was when I first tuned in. I was like, who's this like professional commentator they hired? Wow, who was so engaging and funny, well spoken. Uh, the I okay would not have said that. I'm just saying maybe he speaks clearly. He's eloquent. He's articulate. Spencer. Oh Dinwiddie. my god. Uh, but he he was fantastic. He was like the best. So charming. I love him. Interesting. Um, and as a team, uh, right. I don't, uh, like are the other, are they charming and well-spoken as a team? I guess. Are they playing basketball? Well, in addition to their commentary skills, they're awesome. I love, uh, how like, uh, Russell's been great at deloading the worst, uh, <laughs> the worst Twitter handle in basketball. <laughs> deloading. Cause the it like he's downloading. Dude, I guess he's great too. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, I would like to see them. Wait, who are they playing again in this? Uh, this will oh, be uh, against Sixers? the Sixers. Oh, God, it'd be great to see the Sixers really get beaten up a little in this series uh, so they don't get that far. 
Uh, I want Brooklyn. Okay, it's going to be five. Yeah, Philly in five. And yeah. then it's down to your Boston Celtics against the Indiana Pacers, who are playing really well uh, since Oladipo went down. They're playing okay. They really didn't look great against the Sixers the other night. I guess Since Oladipo went down, they look good. I, I just don't think it's really sustainable. I think that's Boston and five. Okay. All right. So then it's the top four that everyone's been clamoring yes, about. Everyone wants to see. Here but we, we go. got Milwaukee, Boston. Uh, I mean, think, I... Who do you think is favored in that series? The Really? Yeah. Like, you mean by how much? I Vegas. Think who do you think Vegas Milwaukee's, has? I think, the obvious favorite in that series. Big favorite? Yes, although they've had great games all year. Yeah. Uh, I think even when uh, Milwaukee's beaten Boston, it's been... Like, the games it, have been really close. It seems close. Doesn't it seem like Boston would probably win one of the first two in Milwaukee. I feel Absolutely. like they'd be favored to win one of the first two in Milwaukee. I don't think there's any way that they would be favored in Milwaukee. Sorry, not to be favored to win one or two, but to, to get if one. you get them both, yeah, to get right. one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it could easily go seven. I would still take Milwaukee in a home court game seven. Yeah. I think that's a cool coming-of-age moment for them if they beat the Celtics in seven. Didn't they lose in seven last year or they lost in six? They lost in seven. In, in Boston. Boston. So this would be kind of like the turnaround. Right. Like the the yeah. teacher and student situation. Oh, boy, I'd hate to be Joe Prunty at home in that <laughs> series. I'm starting love to, to think be Joe Prunty. better without me. love to be Joe Prunty any other time. <laughs> you think Prunty's watching this team being like, I could have fucking done that. I saw, speaking of uh, <laughs> coaches that weren't great uh, watching teams become historically good without them, <laughs> I love how they always have Mark Jackson do Golden State games yep. and just like make him... Uh, Give him the clockwork orange thing. It's just like, it's your job to keep your eyes open and behold this yeah. happening without you. And Mike Breen's like, I mean, they have Steph and Clay. How can they ever not be good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other night, uh, I, I think it was the Sixers-Pacers game that they were announcing. Uh, and Jackson was talking about Golden State and talking about how important it was <laughs> to have that mediocre year. Like his first year with Steph when they were really not that good. Yeah. Uh, and how that was really important for their eventually becoming the, the best team ever. That's right. Them being bad. So basically saying like, well, they couldn't have done it without me. They're standing on my shoulders if you think <laughs> yes. about it. It's easy for me to set it up if somebody else just knocks it down. <laughs> Uh, and then Jason Kidd is the same thing. He was oh, the yeah. coach of the Nets. He was the coach of the Bucks. These coaches are famous for leaving teams and having them become so good. Just much better. And this is the short list of Laker coaches next year. That, oh, Literally those two right. players. Is that really true? Yes. Wow, that sucks. Although I will say there is some truth to who's a good NBA coach and then who's a good NBA coach for LeBron. Like LeBron almost Well, I know. Isn't Ty Lue on the list? Exactly. Too? Ty like, Lue, who almost died from the stress of last season. It seems like, like LeBron doesn't oh, need... Oh, yeah, I could go another round. <laughs> LeBron doesn't I've had a little need, time off. He doesn't need a, a good old-fashioned coach. He needs, like, a player he respects because, like, LeBron is steamrolling Luke Walton because it's like, I don't know this kid. He's right. not as good at basketball as no, I am. No, he does know him. I mean, he knows him from <laughs> and he doesn't like his him. ass on the, like, on, right. the, on the court. It's almost like LeBron needs... A Rajon, like how he likes playing with Rajon Rondo, I think he likes Jason Kidd being his coach. Right. It's like, give me a classic Hall of Famer that I can, like, uh, play almost like as a player coach alongside. Who would you, I mean, obviously you think uh, the Lakers have done nothing wrong and That's right. Luke Walton is your ideal Specifically, coach. I think Luke's a great coach. Uh, wow. I don't necessarily think he's great with LeBron. Just because LeBron doesn't seem to 
respect him as he does uh, a great X player. Right. I think getting Jason Kidd or Mark Jackson is a downgrade. I do too. But who would? Is there anyone else? Is he? Is Luke Walton replaceable in your mind with anybody? Uh, like to me, if I was in charge, yeah, uh, yeah, there are great X coaches that are currently like you know hanging around the league. Or okay, are you allowed coaches. to name them? Or that's... I just I don't want to get into the tampering thing. <laughs> Uh, a great assistant coach for whatever player XYZ Toronto. Who's Toronto's lead assistant? Give me a Nick Nurse type, the guy we're, that we're, like we're, slides up. Where's Triano now? You want Triano? <laughs> give me a give me a George Carl. Give me a Kobe Carl, coach I, of the South Bay Lakers. I always wonder why um why uh, Kenny doesn't why Kenny Smith doesn't ever uh, take a run at that. I think he'd be a great coach. Interesting. Uh, Doc Rivers. You're not allowed to 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 poach. Why? In this version. I'm a goddamn Laker fan. I think Doc is really happy right now. I know. that's a Doc's yeah. learning to love the game again. <laughs> it's beautiful. He never thought, he always thought of himself as like a front runner. Yeah. Like a stars coach. Uh-huh. But now he's watching like how much these guys care and it's giving him the passion that that, that he used to have. I think in David. The Orlando days. David Blatt. Nice. <laughs> David Blatt got a bad rap. He led the the Cavs to like a great record before LeBron fired him. Obviously yeah, that I'm wouldn't sh- work. Yeah, I'm sure. What with the, the whole that, LeBron forcing uh, him to quit at the peak of his that powers. would be funny just to hear Polinka just like bringing David Blatt up. Yeah, just like, you know, like just like maybe. What uh, if, have you guys been talking? Or I went up <laughs> Hebrew English. How do you guys converse? Um, I don't know a, a classic old white guy, a Jeff Van Gundy, a Rudy Tomjanovich. Oh, are these are these players that? Are these Van Gundy, by the way, who the other night on the broadcast was talking about trading, trading LeBron. LeBron. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that did not go unnoticed. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> uh, no, I think it'll be an ex basketball player that LeBron really respects. I think Jason Kidd might be the guy. I think he Whoa, loves. Oh I think he loves God. Jason Kidd. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, how do you think I feel? That's so funny, though. <laughs> Is it? I would love to see that. Uh, what a terrible person. He is. Human. Yes, yeah, just absolutely. as a human, let alone a coach. <laughs> uh, Philly. Okay, so here we go. Boston, Milwaukee. Milwaukee in seven. Yeah. Toronto, Philly. Toronto, Philly. Great series. Toronto has home court advantage. I think Philly, I, I really don't like the Sixers uh, just on a personal level. I just don't love what any of those guys are. I think Jimmy Butler is a bad person. Uh-huh. Uh, Future I, Laker Jimmy Butler. Yep, I love uh, Tobias Harris, and yeah. I I really want to see him be successful. Um, and I like a, like a fair number of their supporting guys, but Embiid, I, I've said before, it just like doesn't really do it for me. Really, Embiid is awesome. I love Embiid. Like because you like, you think he's like funny and stuff. I think he's unguardably good. Oh, I he's incredible. He's insane. No, I just mean like his he's persona. Oh, yeah, he's corny. And it's a combination of corny and just being a little bit shitty in a way that I don't He's like. mean. So I always, everyone talks about like how much they hated Garnett when he was playing because yeah. he was such like a dick and so insane. Yeah. But it, it was combined with him. Like I like those guys when they are psychotic. Yeah. Uh, and just like weirdly like turn into dogs in the right. middle of the game or whatever and start like barking. And but he's not like running around on all fours. his opponents. Yeah, I don't game. like this petty shit. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's tough to say how good they'll be in the playoffs because I we really haven't seen the core play that much together. 
Uh, it should really work. All those guys are so, so good, especially with like a shortened rotation. I don't think there's any reason why they couldn't be as good as the Raptors. That's the thing. Uh, I really, I'm, I'm bullish on Philly. I think they get, to, they get out of the East. I do too. Out of the East? Out of the East. Oh my God. Yeah. Not out of this year. I was going to say Philly in seven. Upset. This series. Upset Toronto. Minor upset. Kawhi heads to the Clippers. Yes. I don't think. who's Who, who wants to talk to me? Siri. It says, hey, Siri is... Oh, it, it's because I said this series. Oh. I thought I was saying, hey, hey Siri. Siri. That's not disconcerting at all. Hey, Siri, who do you think wins? Oh, I got, I got one too. Who do you think wins between <laughs> Milwaukee and Philadelphia in a best of seven? How did it transcribe that laugh? Sorry. Something's gone wrong. Please try again. Oh my Something's God! Something's got wrong with with Giannis <laughs> and Giannis is hurt. and beat his blood clots. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't joke about that. No, it's horrible. <laughs> Could happen to any of us. I feel so bad for Brandon. I love Me him too. so much. Me too. One of my favorite players. Imagine wow. if I don't know. That's all extreme. Jason Tatum had blood clots. I guess is the equivalent. Well, Montrez that's sad for Hale. you. Montrez Harrell. <laughs> I don't know. Who do you love? Who do you love nowadays? God, that would be so sad. If t- and they're both, um, yeah, both just 21. That's right. Brutal. As is Ingram. Uh, all right, Milwaukee, Philly. That's when I said both are just 21. That is who I was talking about. Oh, I thought Harrell you were talking is, about Harrell is not 21. <laughs> right. How old is he? Like probably 26. He's maybe cool, older. He's a cool guy. He rules. Uh, he loves his son. Just just like check out his Twitter for one second. You'll see how much he misses his son when he's on the road. <laughs> Do you have Instagram? I said you didn't have Instagram. No. You don't have Instagram. Don't have it. Sometimes I consider getting it and then I just Because like, you're you're talking about these players and their personal lives and all this stuff spills out into Instagram, but you're not watching Instagram. I'm not watching Instagram. Sometimes I'll see it on on the feeds. It'll it'll Old, show up uh, on Worldwide Twitter. Wobble. Yeah. Uh, get so, do the petty wars. They'll copy and paste it on every now Instagram. and then. Yeah. Have you ever considered just as a basketball fan just following basketball players? I will go manually look at House of Highlights. Yeah. Or something even like that. Even just for a House of Highlights. Without speech. even but without even logging in. You just go to Instagram.com slash house of yes. highlights. Got it. <laughs> Beat the system. Yeah. Good man. Uh yeah, I I, I but so now we're into Milwaukee Philly Philadelphia. Yeah. You really think that I think the that the Sixers get out of the that? The Sixers series? have better players one through six than milwaukee that i think is objectively true so it's uh, to me it's not that crazy of a statement to be like the best six players will beat the other team's best six players what's uh milwaukee and philadelphia head-to-head this year (sighs) hard to say because i guess they've never like they haven't really two and one (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm just guessing uh I, i i would be willing to believe oh no the sixers did beat them once but then Embiid's been down, and they Embiid's they haven't down. been these Sixers, right? But maybe they won't be these Sixers for the playoffs. The playoffs either. I don't know. I like the you know this Milwaukee like uh, you know Owen Ellickson. He's always going off on on Twitter about how historically great uh, these these Bucks have been. They had like a ten point like a double digit point differential. Yeah, for most of the season, I think that's fallen off a little. They're bit. They're at nine now. I think it is probably helpful that they have two, or at least for a lot of the season, had two historically awful teams in their division. They're just in the Cavs up. and the, the Bulls. Bulls. Yep. Um, but God, I don't know. They're, they they're might be good. a sixty-one team. 
16, right? 22. They're already 15, 17. They don't look that um, dominant on the road is the thing. Right. Like they're not a team that goes into your house and just destroys you. They're just amazing at home, 27 and 5. This is questioning my feeling about like uh, taking the field over the Warriors because now I'm picturing either of those teams against the Warriors you know, against the Warriors and I'm <laughs> like I don't really see that you're not confident going either. great for them that's the thing the Warriors don't have to beat every team they just have right. to beat two good ones right and then in any individual series that we talked about in the West they're heavy favorites never for a second <laughs> did I even feel like any of those like I guess any of them could go to, to seven or whatever but yeah. I would never pick the <laughs> other team even on the road but I guess mathematically, it's just whatever percentage is like you just add up. To... Yeah, it's like it's kind of like that Boston thing. They might not be favored in game one, and they might not be favored in game two. Right. But put them together, they may be favored to win. Yeah. One if of those in teams. any given series, you have to roll a die and get a six. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't bet against that never happening. <laughs> but you would individually bet against yes. it happening every time. Right. So I unless think you're I would... really feeling it. Yes, I like... would still take the field, but. Uh, not like super confidently, but it's at least it's close to even. Yeah. Whereas like when before the season started, it seemed like the Warriors were like minus two hundred just to win the championship. Yeah, that's right. Um, it is amazing how we delude ourselves into just enjoying this. Yeah, that's the other thing. We're like, like the, are we talking ourselves out of the greatest team ever just because right. they're not trying very hard right now? And the, I mean, I guess the question is like, what do I want to see? Be fun to see Harden win a championship. Uh, God, I would love to see. Uh, Westbrook get one. Wow! Right? Are these are these are players that most people don't like. Are there any players that you dislike that you don't want to see win a championship? Embiid. I this Sixers team would be a bummer for me to to see them win. Uh, no, like any of those teams in the West, other than Golden State, it would be super fun and great in the finals. Uh, yeah, Toronto. I mean, I don't have like a huge amount of rooting interest in like seeing them play necessarily, even yeah. though they're great. I just can't envision them winning a championship. I can't either. And I like a lot of the players, but as soon as they get to a finals, I'm like, I might not even be checking in that much. <laughs> yeah. I love Siakam. Siakam's fun. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but like some of those guys, I I I, I think it's impossible to emo- like invest emotionally in. Kawhi because you'd never get anything back. <laughs> it's like a, an abused, abusive relationship. Yeah. I'm I just... showing you passion, Kawhi, and you haven't smiled in a month. <laughs> Give me something back. But it's not like you remember better times or whatever. Like, He's also won a championship. Twice? Once. Once? Twice? He won once. He won once. He beat the, he beat the Cavs. No, he beat the Heat. The Heat. His they first lost the heat. year? No. Couldn't be. Could it? No, I don't think first year. Because he won, like, NBA Finals MVP. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was 2013. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, maybe his third year. Okay. And I want to watch that again. Was he smiling when they won? Was he jumping up, pumping his he fist? He can do it. Like, he can he create. Can sm- he can move his muscles around to, like, <laughs> make a smile. He's been training for this moment. <laughs> Activate smile that's now. The the real game. And then he, he hoisted up an NBA Finals MVP trophy. That's right, and he got like full elevation on it. Willed his arms. <laughs> he to dunked it. it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was a basketball, silver basketball. Fucking threw it down. Uh, all right, so we have Golden State over Milwaukee or Philly in the finals. Yeah, yeah. We do really convince ourselves that the Warriors are fall- fallible, just maybe because we want to believe that they won't win again. Uh, next year, do you imagine Durant leaving? Do you think Durant's gone? 
I guess. Uh, I, yeah, and I do think he teams up with someone. I th- The New York thing has always been really hard for me to picture. I think he would try to find a place with just better pieces around him. I, I don't know how – like, for example, I think him and Kyrie teaming up in New York, I don't think they would have a chance against the Golden State team that he would be leaving behind. No, but I don't think it would be a winning – uh, it, it's kind of like LeBron coming to the Lakers. Did you also exactly. have a hard time believing that? Like, why would he go to the Lakers? The team's not that great for him there. Well, at the time, if you remember that he went over there, everyone thought Kawhi was going too, or yeah, like some or Paul other. George. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that time, it made sense to me. A little more sense. But then and, this is kind of the East Coast equivalent of that. But yeah, but the Lakers, even with uh, the the supporting cast that I've been making fun of this whole episode is <laughs> much better than what the Knicks are offering. What? It, wait, oh, you're saying, yeah, like Mitch, Mitchell Robinson and... Mitchell Robinson, uh, yeah, he's Trier. been like a, a bright spot, but like Kevin Knox is like a capable player, but he is having a horrible <laughs> season. Yeah, people don't really talk about His, that. His like plus minus, I was looking at like the uh, real plus minus and stuff. He, they like... He is way worse than any replacement player when, when he's on the court. I think the Knicks are just so bad, nobody even considers like writing about them. Like I'm not checking it to see how Kevin Knox is going, doing. Even Luka Doncic, I haven't heard a lot from in the last two to three weeks. Well, and that's how you know how bad the Knicks are, because if they had this like legitimate like bright spot yeah. rookie, like you'd be, be hearing, hearing about, about it, it all the time. Yeah, He's terrible. We hear about Zion more than Kevin oh Knox. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, that's like the big. So yes, sure, Zion is the big like complicating factor. He's and they'll a, know. They'll know where they're dra- who they have. They'll know before Katie and Kyrie decide to do what they do. And so could him and Kyrie? Could Katie and Kyrie and Zion? Yeah, that's, that's at least fun. It seems like so one of these. If I look at the Warriors, they're not happy. The Celtics don't seem to be happy. Like, yeah. a lot of teams are unhappy. The Lakers are unhappy. No, Who's... them I would like to be good. I mean, it would be interesting to see what it's like to have the Knicks be like really competitive. It hasn't really happened in my like conscious lifetime. The Knicks. I mean, the one like they beat the Celtics right. in that one yeah, like first round. Yeah. <laughs> In the series that I think still most people remember from Nate Robinson riding around on Glenn Davis's back. <laughs> that was a great moment. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Much better than anything the Knicks did. I mean, like I'd love in the to hear second round. I'd love to hear Spencer Dinwiddie just fucking weigh in on shit like that. A podcast where Dinwiddie is just like right? commentating on classic NBA moments like that. I remember being excited. Have you listened to the Vince Carter podcast at all? No, I haven't. I haven't either, but I remember when it came out. <laughs> Being like, oh, that sounds like really fun uh-huh. to, to listen. It's him and like Kent Bazemore, yeah. all these guys that I like. Chat it up. And I haven't even come close to listening to it. Yeah. I've seen clips on Twitter. It's fine. Visual? You can watch visual clips? Yeah, they, they released some videos online of it. Oh. Give it a sampler. Give it a taste. Uh, all right. Hayes, where can people listen to more of you? Well, uh, if they are, uh, they got a pack and a wad of cash. Just a wad. They can listen uh, to the flagrant ones on Patreon. Are you guys going to do that into the off season? Are because you kidding? It's a twelve month. The, the most exciting off season, uh, like like in recent memory. And you guys are doing where every major player is uh, potentially like on the block. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Of course we will. <laughs> and that's going to be going weekly through July, August, just indefinitely. Yeah. 
because you know what? This is a twelve month season, baby. Yeah, uh, it's summer. That's when you know that's when the money tree uh, flowers. <laughs> We're just, right now, what you're doing is planting seeds. We want to, uh, you, you guys are the masters of, uh, Patreon multimedia. I should talk to you about this, but we want to do soon, um, video, video. We're going to like, uh, stream, uh, ourselves like watching games. That's cool. Live streams. So we can like chat live with commentary as we watch the games and stuff. That one's hard because there's like a seven second delay. Um, Okay, well, they just stopped their, uh, everyone's got the freaking DVR. TiVo now. Re- and restart. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Really? You solved that? Yeah. <laughs> we have a slate that we just, like, so we can. <laughs> Everybody can sync it up later. Yeah. Uh, and then what about your other podcast ventures? Hollywood Handbook and LA Podcast for local news. That's right. So you got it all. You got yeah. the Hollywood Handbook. Those for, are the for three goofs. categories. You got the LA Podcast for the serious stuff and the flagrant ones for the for b-ball the stuff. Rich sports heads. <laughs> uh, sweet. Thank you so much for coming back. On Thanks such for notice. having me. I will do this anytime. Maybe after I want. I want to have you here after Kyrie leaves or something bad happens to the Celtics or Clippers just to eat yeah sort of not they sort of position themselves like a three first rounders hard to imagine yeah. anything actually but like what are you gonna do with like an eighth sort of 12th, a proof sort of team at this point well that, I guess you could trade them up I to imagine Danny a, just trading literally anybody for a slightly better player well, really messes I, with team chemistry basically I'm just never been wrong they're building an, they're building you know an I remember a lot of people team. saying that when they traded down yeah. uh, when they had the number one well pick. you could also say they traded Kendrick Perkins Rondo's best friend and that kind of really wow. fucked up their going playoff back chances. 10 years yeah they only won one championship in your lifetime was it right one championship which is awesome I love that thrill that like because we've had thank five. you thank you for assuming uh, that i'm younger than i am but i was actually <laughs> You're born in right? 1986 <laughs> they won no <laughs> you got me uh all right thank you so much for those listening we'll be back hopefully next week let's get a little more regular with this i can't wait every three weeks basketball moves too fast either that someone, or is, someone is making you wait to do this podcast that's right you're I not do. allowed to do it every week i myself am on a minutes restriction as well 60 for every month. Gotta save your powder like LeBron for what exactly? Can you imagine LeBron with an eight-month off season? He's gonna come back so tall and jacked. You won't even And just the it. content that yeah. will, that'll come out of oh it. Oh my god. The shop is gonna come out more regularly than buckets at this the, point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Jam shop is two. gonna be he's gonna be full strength for the shop. You know, he's he's rewriting Space Jam too. It's just him final draft on yeah, air. I heard he's getting in there, but he's gonna give credit to he's never gonna take any credit for no, himself. That yeah. goes to the original writers. <laughs> I love that. That's what I love about LeBron, yeah. the goat. Uh all right, Hayes, thank you so much. Thank you. Ciao, everybody. That was a headgum podcast.